0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. I'm Billy Emboddy. It's fall camp for the LSU Tigers, and as we roll on through practice reports and press conferences and all of those things that you can find on Go247.com, we sometimes get something that kind of breaks it all up, and... One of those things is the number 18 jersey being awarded, and it went to Lloyd Cushenberry and Von Chasson, the offensive lineman and defensive end, uh, outside linebacker for the Tigers. And look, both of those guys, I think, A, really deserving, big-time leaders on this football team, and and have really shown it in their work, and that's why Ed Ogeron went with the pair uh, of, of number 18s once again for LSU. But... One thing we got out of this was something that's really rare, and that's Calevon Chasson sitting down to talk with the media. It's his first media availability that he's had as a Tiger, and look, as somebody that interviewed him, and I mentioned it to him uh, in the <laughs> at the end of the interview, it's probably his first interview since the Under Armour game when he was a senior in high school because he just wasn't a big media guy. And so... For this edition on the podcast, we're going to break it up for you guys and basically just let you guys hear what it's like to be a reporter on the LSU beat. And that is sit through all 18 minutes or so of Kalevon Chasson meeting with the media. So without further ado, we're going to go to that interview with Kalevon Chasson after this quick break. Hope you guys enjoy.
1: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
2: I 18. Just because those, I, see, I look at the guys as leaders, and whenever things have gone wrong or things need to be said, those are guys that are usually the things, and they lead by example on and off the field. So I I mean, like Coach said, we, do, we definitely have a lot of people who deserve the 18, you know what I'm saying, that qualify to be 18. But I, guess I was very shocked to get it they said that some of the guys said that the players went nuts when your name got announced did you Great. get mobbed yeah, I definitely I did I did cuz i mean I'm like, like I said previously, I'm not a, I'm not too much of a rah-rah guy. I'm not, I don't really scream at people or get loud. I, I'm a guy that, I'd rather lead by example and go talk to you calmly and just with voice and make sure you know that we on the same side rather than come screaming at you and get in your face. It's enough coaches doing that, so I'd rather be the last person doing it. we all on the same side trying to do the same goal.
0: Orgeron said last year before the Miami game that he thought you were a 12-13 sack guy and that would be the LSU single season record. And he kind of hyped it up. Do you feel as, like you are the, were then? Are you stronger? Are
2: you... Definitely. I always feel that way. I mean, not just because I feel like I'm supposed to, but I know my talent level and I know my mindset. Once you have your mindset on something, you're going to do whatever it needs to be done to get it done. So, I mean, that's definitely a mindset going this year. I mean, you do the math. It's I take, what, 40, 45 plays a game. All I need is one and a half sacks each game. That's 18 sacks. That's a record right there. So, all I know is I do my job, and I do that need to be done. I've done, enough, I've done enough off-season training, and I'm doing enough training now to where it's possible to get it done. I mean, y'all
3: you know, were almost out of that Miami game, and then afterward, I mean, what what was that like going through that? Um, it, was it was definitely.
2: I felt some type of way. I felt you know, I was, it was a sense, sense of disbelief. Mm-hmm. But I mean, everything happens for a reason, you know. So I can't. I, I don't have anyone to blame for it. It just. God's timing so I know he He has something special going on whether it's this year next year whatever wherever year it comes it's something he has waiting on me and I'm patient I'm waiting on it. What, what was it was like that?
3: going with the training staff through that?
2: Um, good I mean like any other day like I said I'm not a I'm not a negative mindset person so I was going every day smiling laughing and, laugh and jumping around just being me so, so I know it's a lot of injuries that's way, very worse I mean I said it to someone else. It could have been a Ryan Shazier injury and I couldn't play football anymore. So thank God it was something minor like this. And that just sat me off for a small period of time. And now we can move
0: forward. So teammates were saying that you were pretty much still around constantly while you were recovering. I guess how conscious was that that you wanted to kind of still be around the team all the time?
2: Definitely, I mean, I'm a part of the roster, so. I feel like it's my job to help in some, some form of way, whether it's physically, mentally. I wanted to help coach and just make sure that everyone was on the same page, and it was one team, one heartbeat, man down, man up. So the next person who's in my position is no slack off, and we try to get it done as easy as it can. Uh,
3: how, how much into you your recovery do you really feel like you started to feel like yourself again?
2: Honestly, I felt like I could have done spring ball with no help, no holdbacks. But I mean, that's obviously a coach decision. He wanted to be cautious, but if it was up to me, I feel like I could have done spring ball without any hesitations and doing a full participant. Are you I mean, looking was... forward
0: to that
3: first day where you're full contact, full go?
2: Definitely, definitely. Yesterday, like yesterday, was a fun day. You know what I'm saying? I'm finally back. I'm making contact with offensive line, and I finally did 101. So, I mean, I'm very, I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited and ecstatic to be in pads first day.
3: You got I mean, the... you were sprinting pretty quickly in your recovery I mean you posted a video of yourself like kind of in your recovery did you did that surprise you you were getting that fast
2: definitely definitely I mean a lot of the a lot of the uh the trainers told me that this process is going to go about quicker than what I think it is so I mean once that was going on I mean we work we work twice a day you know working on quad strength firing my muscles and getting it back everything like they were telling me ACL is fixed now all I have to do is work by work on the quad and just lateral and all that so that's what we've been working on twice a day. We've been getting it done. So when I when I felt myself sprint, I felt really good about it.
3: When they told you all right, sprint, was there hesitation? Ah,
2: uh, no, not really. Like a, I'm not really a mental person. I don't really have you know, a mental block going on. So they could have told me to do a backflip. I probably would try to do a backflip, and that's just what it was.
3: So not a mental guide? Not at all. Rely on your instincts. How did that kind of come through?
2: I, I honestly feel if anything is to go bad, it's it's God. I mean. I'm not, I'm not put on the earth to hold back. Whatever he wants me to do, he's going to let me do. He's going to give me the ability to do. So if I have the ability to run full speed and cut, I'm going to do that. I'm going to run full speed and cut. I don't have time to have mental mental blocks going on and be cautious. Because I know I trust in my training staff. I trust in the man above. I talk to him as much as possible. And I know that he puts me in the right position to where whatever he say do can be done.
3: Coach Ogeron has talked a lot about how the pass rush needs to improve this year. How much do you feel responsible to lead that?
2: Um, a lot. I mean, definitely a lot. I mean, obviously, there was a there was a kind of a fall off in pass rush once I got hurt. But that's not really due to me. It's just due to everybody up front. I mean, one person can't really change the whole demeanor of the pass rush. You got to be excited when it comes to third down and getting after the quarterback. That's what you get paid for. So, I mean, I feel like I can help. But at the same time, it's all four. It's all, it takes all four to get a sack, and that's what it's just going to be. You know, and you
3: had the reputation of being a tinkerer in a formation. Have you all had any conversations over the summer how you can be used in some?
2: Oh, definitely, we definitely have. We definitely have you told He he's, he's came up with some couple of new plays and new ideas of what can be done. But at the end of the day, you can't, you can't do any of those until you get the basics down. You just have to win your one-on-ones first before you start wanting to do a lot of stunts and crazy
0: things going on. How much does the secondary back there help you guys uh, get the sacks and get it, it? It's, 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 very, it's very crucial because, I mean, with
2: talented DBs like I was. On a normal pace, I don't think we just did the study. The average, the average time to get the ball out, two point six seconds or something like that. It's crazy short. So when you have receivers getting jammed up at the line of scrimmage or they getting smothered by DBs, that gives you more time to get to the quarterback. Time to use a secondary move, or if you somehow slip or fall, you still have time to get to the quarterback. And that's what that's what's great about having good DBs. So it gives you time. Very slim margin for error. But if you do it, some happen to mess up, they got your back. And same vice versa.
0: When you see what guys like Divinity and Grant and and Jacoby were doing off the edge last year. Do you feel like you just add to to what they were doing and you guys all kind of compliment each other?
2: Definitely, definitely. And I, I hope that don't stop. You know what I'm saying? That just that just so that the key pieces on this defense the way anybody, you know, all eleven guys on the field are threats, not just one person. So I mean I hopefully hopefully it keeps going. Those guys are amazing players. Obviously, Grant Delpe and Michael Devaney and Jacoby all amazing athletes on and off on the field and then in the film room. So hopefully those plays keep going and now we have multiple threats so you don't you can't really slide a specific way
3: was them c- talked yesterday about how a lot of the, the, the change and I think he put it in terms of in whatever way possible to get a rush their chain could be four three three four you know even using um, I think it was uh, like a 7 Db unit uh, I think it was like what is a bandit but I mean just how 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 do you see uh, kind of the uh, how he's trying to get more of a rush and and maybe be more creative in the way y'all have him looks
2: I mean that's cool and all but my job is to get to the quarterback so if I can do that in the least ways that we doing all the fanatics and the crazy things that makes everything a lot easier so we don't have to do a lot of stunts twist and um mind confusing games for the offense to so just if you getting pressure with the four first four four man rush then that's all that needs to be done
3: are you on the green team
2: this <laughs> <laughs> Who, is, Who are uh, the other guys on the green team most of the time with you? I mean, I'm going to speak for myself. and say I'm going to be on the green team regardless. <laughs> I'm not going to speak on anyone else, but I'm
3: going to make sure I'm on the green team. Who is, who's the best rusher on this team that nobody knows about, that nobody kind of gives their due as a pass rusher?
2: I thought that's your job to figure it out, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> I got to watch. Hey, how, how would
3: you say um, the injury – how did you go about approaching it in a way that may may help you in the long run? In terms of you know your perspective, your the way you um, recover, the, the way you train, was it, was there a way that you think it, you feel like it could benefit you in the long run, or
2: uh, definitely, definitely. I mean, like I said, plenty of guys and not the injury, so I, I didn't really see it as a major injury, but it did help me realize this. once you, when you're a football player and you love the game so much, you kind of. I wouldn't say you forget, but it kind of slips your mind about other things in life. And once once that happens, it's just like, man, the game can end so quick for you. And I, it just made me think about just the the other opportunities you can have and just how blessed I am to be a part of this part of this, um, this sport. So, I mean, it definitely helped me out. It helped me with my patience, my focus, and film room work. And I'm glad that it happened, actually.
3: If you what? had to describe to an outsider, like a viewer of football, what the green team was, how would you describe it? Your best
2: pass rushers. That's all I need to say. You, if you're the best pass rusher on the team, you're on the green team. Even if you're not a lineman? Yes. Okay. <laughs> green means go.
0: There go. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd was saying that you guys kind of compete from each other, the, across from each other in the weight room. I guess what's that dynamic like there?
2: I be trying to keep up with Lloyd. I mean, I make sure. I mean, I think I be with him almost in everything besides bench. I mean, I don't. I can't. Even, I got a little big, but I ain't that big yet. He ain't in the 500s. I can't. I can't touch him on that one yet. But I mean, it def, it's definitely a motivational thing it's, as a guy who won the Alvin Guy Award. It's one of the best, the best, um, the best uh, weightlifters in, in the program. So. That's, that's definitely special when you're competing against one of the reigning champs and you, you can keep up with them and just motivation to where I feel like I'm getting bigger, faster, and stronger each day.
0: He says you talk a little trash across from
2: Definitely doing. That's my game. That's what I do. I talk. It's just my motivation.
0: What is
3: Lloyd like as a leader? I mean, he obviously a uh, co-partner in the 18 tradition. What has he been like as a leader over the last couple of years?
2: I feel like me and me and Lloyd are similar in many ways. I mean, like I said, I'm not really too much of a rah rah guy. Neither is Lloyd. But Lloyd knows when something needs to be said, Lloyd will we'll say it. And Lloyd's one of the people, you can just watch him from afar and just see what he doing. And he does no wrong. I mean, he need, and if he does wrong, he takes ownership of it. He, does, he try, does the right thing on and off the field, stopping at red lights, stopping at stop signs, complete stop, which he does that. But hey, I mean, he does everything the right way and just, I mean, it's it's one of them things that you have your child idle after.
3: You ever trash talk the tackles you wind up against?
2: Have I? Yeah. Duh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> What's your trash talk style?
2: Yeah. I'm gonna be annoying. That's me though. Like I'm gonna keep going. It's the way to get you out of your game. You gonna try to you gonna try to get all aggressive and that's that's when me I come in. That's my finesse ways. Uh, having you know Grant behind you is obviously
3: such a big part of this defense. But he comes in last year. Either. Was had a good freshman year, but he broken the collarbone. Maybe you know there was expectations he's going to start and all, but now he's like a superstar. Have you seen him sort
2: of handle that uh, rise in fame over the last year? Um, handled well. He's the same in the locker room. He's not too big for anybody. You're not. I mean, he's the same person. Nothing's changed about him. I mean, one thing about him, I can mean, say this though, he's, he's humble. He's not really too much of a. Well, he's not too much of a cocky guy in the locker room or anything. Like he feels above anyone. So. That's what makes it special when you know you're that talent level. We all know the type of talent that Grant is. So when you're that level, but you remain humble and you just remain a regular guy who feels like he's who's above no one, who stands in line, wait his turn, who doesn't really try to, you know what I'm saying, move anyone about their position. And that's a special thing when you have something
0: like that. Lloyd and, Lloyd and you got kind of different paths here. He was barely recruited, he was the last guy assigned. signed. You were heavily recruited. What's it like being heavily recruited, especially? by some as rentless rentless Coach charger on? Um, I mean, it's special. It's
2: good and all, but at the same time, we all know a couple five stars who go to college team, not the same then. So, I mean, at the end of the day, my main thing is just going somewhere, and I know I'm going to work, and I know I'm going to get the work, and I know I'm going to be coached the right way. And I feel like Lloyd knew that as well. That's why he came here and just he got the opportunity, and, and Lloyd used it to his full advantage, uh, whether he was the last zero star last pick or however that went for him. He knew that he had to come here and work. And obviously it's a true testament to his story, how he came in and worked every day, nonstop consistent basis
0: in his mind and getting ready to go. You, could, you couldn't talk, you can't talk about specific uh, recruits, but that North Shore connection, how um, how much do you take a role in trying to continue that? And, and um, you know, you and Eric and guys like that when looking ahead at guys that might be in the next classes.
2: I try not to make that, um, bigger than what it is. That's not my job to recruit. I, I would love for the North Shore guys to come here, but I knew how it was when I was a recruit. I just wanted somebody to talk to how the process goes rather than recruit me. That's just It's enough recruiting going on. I, I didn't like the process, and I'm glad it's over with. feel bad for the recruits going on there. Most of them are heavily recruited, so I just try to be someone they can talk to rather than just recruit them and tell them to come to of School. I love them here, but that's the last thing I want to do is become a bugaboo now where they don't want to talk to me, they don't trust in me.
0: Oh, came okay to your house real early, didn't he? Correct. Were, were you
2: already up? Well, I was headed on the flight to another school for official visit, and he was <laughs> right there at four o'clock in the morning waiting on me. So, I mean, I felt like that was true dedication. But I promise you, you won't catch me waking up at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs>
0: didn't did he go to the airport?
2: Yep, he definitely did. So follow go, me go, all go, the way went to, t- to Florida, say, weren't you? That's
0: yep, right. he, he went to the airport. Yes, sir. Well, oh, he met you at the house or the airport?
2: He met me at the house. And then, and then we went to the airport. To the did airport. you think
0: he was gonna walk through security with
2: you? <laughs> it looked like it the way he was acting. You would think that we were dating the way he was following me around. <laughs> <laughs>
3: did he carry your bags in? No, no. Nah. <laughs> but, but it
2: impressed you instead of making you think he was creepy? Yeah, it definitely it definitely did. It a, definitely little did. Though, huh? oh, a little creepy though, A little. I was still wiping the crust off my eyes. <laughs> I <laughs> think last interview you did was that under armor. Under armor game. Oh. Um, that's a minute. That's a minute. That's a minute.
3: It's a question about the secondary, but as a pass rusher, can you ever tell when the quarterbacks are having a hard time with the back end of the defense in practice when you when you're rushing and you sense their indecision? Definitely,
2: definitely. I mean, like I said recently, I mean, quarterbacks get 2.5, 2.6 seconds to throw. So if that ball's not on within, that's a great job on the DBs. I mean, you, you got to think of that jamming guys, the line of scrimmage, and they're smuggling them, almost wearing the jersey for them. So, I mean, we have the talented DBs who does that, do that for you. And it's special to be at a program like this to where you have that kind of help. And that gives you extra time to get to the quarterback if you don't get it within the 2.6 seconds. In that short amount tell- of time, you know. Yeah. Well, I was
3: just gonna say, can, there's a lot of hype surrounding the current defensive backfield. and I was wondering if you could tell, in particular, how well they were doing in that regard, helping you, and the other pass rushers, I get, mean,
2: or is it too early? The hype is real. I mean, obviously, I mean, we we're not D.B.U. for no reason. I mean, the hype is real. I mean, but it's just something. It's something that I believe that those guys can handle on their own. I mean, they don't really. I think that, and that's what what makes it so special. They don't really need help. And so they so you can put them guys on the island, and they'll cover every every single rep. And then if they do have a bus, they know which, what happened, how to fix it, and then what happened again. So like, like I said, it's special to be at a school like this, and where you have them type, with that type of help and that type of assistance.
3: In that short amount of time, 2.6 seconds, you can't fool around with the offensive lineman. You can't
2: can't at all. That's, that's what's crazy because especially with the system, when you're dealing with RPOs and that going on, that makes everything a lot quicker. You got to get back there fast and you don't have time for the dancing and everything. You got to get up field and beat them bend around the corner. So Ooh. offense gets the ball off pretty quick <clears throat> nowadays, huh? Here? Yeah. Something for you guys to find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's,
0: uh, How did you spend your, your Saturdays last year? You know the, not playing and having to watch games I guess.
2: I mean some of most of the games I travel, I mean I miss probably two games I was on bed rest two or three games but I'm there on the sideline hobbling around I mean like I said I'd rather be with the team than be alone and just I heard how a lot of guys took their process and just being alone kind of gave them a sense of depression that no one was there for them and I know my teammates are not like that I know but I also know that it's the season so they have busy schedules and I just rather be around them uplift and encourage them show them if I'm smiling and going through this and anybody can get through it, whatever they have going on right now. What much the- did you miss playing though? Per year, you know, <laughs> how much I miss playing for a year. I'm just saying, like, just think about, it, just I'm gonna let you think. I'm all the expectation that had going on, and me as a guy who's been playing this since the age of probably six. Don't believe the story that I didn't play since high school. That's not true. And then I've been playing since the age of six. I mean, I had to sit out a whole year. I mean, I'm dying to play. Like I said, I could have. I really felt like I could have put some ice, had a knee brace on, and kept going. So I know. I mean, I know a couple position that played with ACL, but. I know it's not really possible in the D-line position.
3: You trained some at at home in Houston, right?
2: Definitely, definitely.
3: How often did you go back?
2: As much as possible, as much free time we had. I know I need as much work as I can. I mean, you can never be too good. So as much as I can, I go train with my trainer.
3: Some other players joined you too, right?
2: Definitely, definitely.
3: How much did that help you all together, you know, Become better pass rushers.
2: I mean like I said, I'm a guy that like helping people, so I'm not here to I'm not here to only make myself great. I'm here to make everybody great. So it's not only about me. If if I have a guy who's behind me and they come take my starting spot, that makes us even better. That's ten times better because I know I'm a, a special athlete. So if someone better comes past me up, then that means we're getting better in some areas.
0: What's this what's the scoop on Jerrell Cherry? It looks like he's put on about
2: forty pounds Bro, in twelve you see months. Him? Uh, we call well him, he was a linebacker, right? So uh, now he's a DN. Definitely call him Ho Cherry now. Boy, it's huge. He came in like at 215, bro. Now he's like 270. You know, humongous. Bench pressing 500 with ease. I mean, but that shows another that shows another scenario of just dedication somewhere, you know. It, it started off as a temporary position to where we was down in spring. We needed numbers to where. And now he's like, man, we might need you to play this for real. And So he's like, okay, coach. And just, he didn't say anything else. And he
0: just put on the weight and just got bigger, faster, and stronger. And that's where he at.
3: Thanks, Caleb. Thanks,
0: Caleb. So that was Caleb on Chasson meeting with the media on Saturday afternoon. Really hope you guys enjoyed kind of that breakup from the normal podcast style. Let us know what you think by leaving us a rating or review and hitting that subscribe button on the Go 24-7 podcast. Keep it locked on Go247.com for all the latest uh, uh, from LSU camp as it continues to roll on. Uh, We'll have practice reports and more media availability coverage uh, throughout the weekend, so stay tuned for that. Hope everyone's having a great weekend, and thanks for listening to the Go 24-7 podcast.